Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind. Follow the guidance of the guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoor Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by Mustad Fishing One in four hooks in the world is made by Mustad Fishing. See why they're the best-selling hook brand in the world and enjoy 25% off your next order at mustad-fishing.com by using code GREATDAYS at checkout. And brought to you by BoatersList.com. Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Here we are couple of days after Christmas. And by the way, I hope everybody had a great, great Christmas. Enjoy some time with their family, a little downtime going into the new year, man, 2022. I, I, I wish you the best for you and your family for the upcoming year. Uh, I know it's going to be a great year for all of us. And hey, we are sitting here in Alabama. I mean, it's, it's 81 degrees. I mean, I got the doors open, the AC is running trying to cool it off in my house. It's a terrible situation. I'm not sure that I've ever seen end of December being this warm. Man, I know it, it hurts the deer hunters because the rut started and now you got to sit out there and sweat. And it's just not what you imagine. It's not what you think about all year. So it kind of takes us back a little bit. But hey, I bet the fishermen are, are enjoying it a little bit. Being able to get on the water, a little warmer temperatures, fishermen staying a little warmer and the fish are probably biting really good too. But what we're going to do today is we're going to have another special report. Everybody's kind of down this time of year. People are in and out, visiting family. And uh, we are going to do a special report today. We're going to join in with Joe Baya, and he's got a, a special on gaffing today. So I'm anxious to hear it because I don't know a whole lot about it, but uh, we're all going to learn about it on today's show. That's for sure. But uh, stay tuned and man, hope you enjoy this special show. And look, we'll be back next week, 2022. We'll have our report going strong. We'll have our fishermen calling in from around the state. I know it's been a little while since we've heard from them. But uh, it's kind of that time of year, right? So we're, we're doing another special today, special segment. And then next week, we will be back with a report from the lakes and rivers we're so blessed with here in Alabama. So uh, without further ado, let's join Joe Baya. Joe, take it away, man. We're going to enjoy this gaffing special, and we will be back at the end of the show with a wrap-up. All right. 
as we've discussed, every once in a while, we're going to take a break from the fishing report and discuss a topic that has to do with fishing, go in depth on it. Let's go check in with Butch Theory. And today we're going to be learning all about choosing the best gaff. What's going on, Butch? Not too much, man. Been excited about this segment for quite some time. We've been playing it and trying to get the right company in here. Man, you know, th there's a few things that you and I nerd out on. And definitely agree with that. One of the things that you and I nerd out on is gaffing fish and the proper way to do so. You ever see somebody do something wrong? And, I, and I'm speaking to everybody listening. You ever see somebody do something wrong and you know exactly how to do it right? And it just almost makes you like just. Oh, it cringes. It, it grinds my gears to see somebody you embarrassed do it. for them. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah. And I just, I've seen so many people gaffing incorrectly, losing fish on the gaff, losing gaffs. Losing gaffs, <laughs> using the wrong gaff, yeah. try to gaff a certain type of fish. We could go on and on, and I won't nerd out too much on that today. But what we are going to talk about, before you can even get into gaffing technique, you got to make sure you grab the right gaff. For sure, which is a whole nother show in itself. We need to do some videos or something for some people. Yeah, you got to have some visuals if you want to talk about gaffing technique. But today, Agreed. we're just going to be talking about choosing the best fishing gaff. Heck. You and I've built no telling how many gaffs. So many. Yep. For different purposes. You know, you gotta, you don't know what you need until you know what you need. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's different hook sizes. There's different lengths. There's different weights and it all matters. Different constructions. Different constructions for sure. And they all work for each, you know, different applications. Yep. Well, Butch, who do we have joining us this week and uh, to do this deep dive? We settled on Bubba for this interview. Uh, today, we have Isaac and Mark with Bubba. How are we doing today, guys? Good, good. How are you guys? Good, man. I guess we'll start with Isaac. Just kind of tell us a little bit about Isaac and uh, what you do over at Bubba and just give us the rundown. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, so I'm the brand manager for Bubba. Um, I focus on uh, managing all of our, our marketing efforts, and then I also uh, play a role in helping us decide, you know, what products we want to go after, uh, what products we want to sell, and just kind of the, the marketing and brand side of uh, product development. Awesome. What about you, Mark? I'm on the product development side. So I'm part of the team that takes a concept and turns it into reality. So we design the product and get it through to production and out the door. Awesome. Well, Mark, I'm excited to hear more about the design and the R&D that, that goes into these, the, the way that y'all construct your gas, because the R&D that went in it, into it for me when I was building gaffs, when I was using them a lot, was basically a bamboo pole, a big old shark hook, you know, a, a really screw, good bolt. Yeah, yeah. A, a good screw to go through that bamboo pole and one Usually of those a big fishing hose hook. clamps, hose clamps and some electrical tape and big fishing hook. Yeah. But that being said, you know, I want to hear everything that goes into how you guys build your gaffs. And like Butch said in the beginning part of the show, you know, being in the, in the position we're in, we get exposed to a lot of different products on the market. And we've had an opportunity to use Bubba gaffs and we love them. I mean, they are, they're well-built, they're balanced yep. well. We've had good success with them and we've put them in the hands of some of the best charter anglers around and they tell us the same thing and they've held up to, we're going to talk about something we want to use, have used it ourselves and we want it to have stood the test of time and y'all's products have so far for us. So whenever we're thinking about getting a gaff, if someone's in the market for a gaff and they want to, they want to outfit themselves with 
either a gaff or a set of gaffs to keep on their boat. What are some of the first questions that somebody needs to ask themselves? I mean, what like let's just take the length of the gaff and start there. Why make different lengths, and and what are, what are those main decision points? Is why you you would choose longer versus shorter, or vice versa? Yeah, sure. So they've they've come a long way from the beginning, I guess. Right from a from a bamboo pole with a hook on the end of it to like ours, for example, carbon fiber construction and high grade marine grade steel for the hook. Honestly, a lot of that comes down to personal preference. And to some degree, you know, the hook size, it sort of depends on what what you're looking for uh, in the performance of that hook. And we kind of struck sort of a middle ground to a range of what we think most people are going to need in a hook. I mean, you could get by with a smaller one or two inch hook, like what you're describing as like the archaic beginnings of a gaff. Ours are a three inch or a four inch size hook. And then that goes on either a five foot or a seven foot length. Now the length is is kind of dependent on to some degree what type of boat you're going on. Six foot kind of seems to be that sort of uh, breaking point where things can get a little bit dicey as far as like what you can accommodate on the size of your boat. So a smaller boat's gonna have a tricky time having a good spot to store a longer length gaff. And so we're kind of, on both sides of, of that where you know the five foot should should help should easily store you know in, in just about any boat that's going to want a gap on it the seven foot is for the guy that wants a little extra length i mean on, there's there's people out there that want even longer you know nine foot probably even more than that if, if it were available we did quite a bit of a market study uh on what people need and you actually made a good point in the beginning of this of you mentioned that you've sent out gaps to a lot of different pro users, a lot of a lot of people that are out there on the water every day, and we take that into consideration on a lot of our, on any design really on what we're developing, and the gaps is no exception to that. We took a lot of feedback from the pro users that are out there day in and day out using these kinds of products, and that made its way into the design. So that's kind of the the starting core assortment, I guess, of our our gaff sizes. Shortly after we launched the five and seven foot length gaffs, we also came out with a portable size gaff, which is a three foot length. And that comes with a ton of three inch hook. And that was actually kind of taken into consideration some of the feedback even after production that we were getting from a lot of our influencers and some key players out there out on the field. And a lot of that feedback was coming back to us on, hey, we need a smaller gaff that can be either a secondary gaff or just for, you know, let's not forget about the kayakers and the even smaller boats that that can't handle a, a five foot or a seven foot gaff. So that kind of filled a void there on coming out with a portable size on that three foot. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm really hearing you say is like, if you can get away with it, the longer, the better, because yeah. it's, it's going to give you additional reach. You know, you're going to be able to gaff fish that are further away there that are deeper potentially, even though that kind of gets back into that technique, Butch. For sure. So uh, <laughs> you're, you are going to be able to gaff fish that are, that are further away, but you got to keep that storage in mind. You got to ask yourself, what kind of boat do I have? What kind of storage do I have? And additionally, you also need to think about your gunnel height. You know, I like would think that gunnel height is probably the most, I mean, Joe and I cut our teeth on, you know, bigger boats. So 65, my brother's boat to 65 by 20. I mean, that the, the gunnel height on that thing at the top of the rail is probably eight feet off the water. Yeah. I mean, you got a five foot gaff on that boat, Butch, you're going to have to hold on to my ankles while I, I reach out there and try to get which, which we've done, unfortunately. It's happened before. <laughs> which we've done, unfortunately. <laughs> Don't recommend that. 
No, not safe. But no, yeah. So, I mean, you know, back to what you were saying, I mean, it seems like if you can get away with a longer link, there's really no, is there a penalty for having a longer gaff if, if you've got the ability to store it? If you've got the storage space for it, yeah. I mean, that, that just means you have more reach to get to that, to get that fish in the boat easier. You know, as soon as you can gaff it, the better, the better off your odds are at getting that, especially if it's a big fish, getting that into the boat. And the, the tournament guys really want that longer gaff because they want, they want to be reaching as soon as po- as soon as feasible, right? To, to get that trophy fish on board. So yeah, I mean, you think about something, Bush. Like you think about like gaffing a tuna. If you're gaffing one instead of harpooning one, like you know, if you've got to gaff that fish, he's up there, he's doing big circles. A lot of times, he gives you an opportunity where he's at the surface of the water. But if you can't reach him, you can't gaff him. And how many times have we seen it where they're in those last few circles? And he's just out of reach of the gaff. He's up on the top of the water. He's gaffable, but you can't reach him. And then you get that line pinched in the corner of their mouth or they make some crazy run right at the end. You lose a lot of fish right there at the gaff. That extra sure. link. I've is, seen some, I've seen some lost gaffs that way too, though. You can't reach too far now. Well, you can't reach too far. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing is if you've got a long enough gaff, you can stay where you need to be and not well, you talk about, gaff. you talk about a penalty being for a long gaff. Is there an IGFA rule for that? That's a question we need to ask. I don't yeah, know. have to Google that up. Yeah. So, so getting back to, you're talking about hook sizes. Okay. And let's talk about personal preference versus matching your hook to the size of your fish that you, you intend to gaff. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like you mentioned having a a three inch and a four inch gap. Personally, I've always liked to have a, 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 if I can get away with it, a smaller gaff rather than a bigger gaff. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, that it's hard to come up with a response on that that every single person is going to agree on. You can get by with a smaller hook size for sure, and it sort of depends on what you're going after too. I mean, the majority of the fish you're going to gaff to get on board, you, you can use a smaller smaller hook size. And reach comes into play on that too. So having a solid hook up, the first reach with that gaff, that gap does kind of come into play a little bit there. So in your experience, you know, like you said, reaching out, having these gaffs tested, you know, like you said, it's, it seems to boil down to a matter of personal preference, but what's the reason for going up in size? Like, why wouldn't everybody just say, you know, where do those preferences come from? Where does that stem from? Uh, I mean, personally, I know I've tried to gaff, like take, take something like a Wahoo, for example, it's a slender fish. I have definitely had a situation where We've tried to gaff a Wahoo with a gaff that had too wide of a gap and ended up actually picking the fish up instead of mm-hmm. getting getting the point of the hook in it. So what are people telling you guys with regards to why they have that preference? Is there any penalty for, you know, I mean, I've also seen it where we've tried to gaff tuna with too small of a gaff and had that, pull that hook rip out. So yep. does having that bigger hook on bigger fish set that point, set that hook better? Some of that discussion kind of brings up the shape of the hook too. I mean, there's a lot of different profiles on that hook size and the gap is just one of the details of it. I think we act, don't we have the patent on the shape of our, on the profile of our hook. There, there was a fair amount of discussion on how to construct the shape of this hook and the way the, the pointed section of the hook is, is on approach relative to your reach. And if you look at our shape of the gaff, I mean, it's not just a simple loop. There's there's a few curve changes, and it's actually even slightly offset from the carbon fiber shaft. Right. And so that came about from just sort of collectively 
taken various points of feedback from a lot of different types of uh, fishing. And again, deferring back to the pros that can probably speak to this a lot better than I can. They were giving us a lot of recommendations on, you know, how this hook could perform perform the best. And then from there, we took it into testing on the materials and, and getting more into like strength characteristics and pull force and basically making sure we have the strongest gap out there compared to a lot of the competition. All right, guys, let's take just a little break and hear from some of our sponsors this week. NorthAlabama.org. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnerville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well-stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.NorthAlabama.org and click on Plan to download the North Alabama Fishing Guide. And brought to you by FishingChaos.com. Mobile Bay Kayak Fishing Association is hosting a free December fish out sponsored in part by Hummingbird. Fishing boundaries are from Navarra Beach Causeway to the east and to the west boundary is the Mississippi River. One lucky winner will win a Helix 9 fish finder valued at over $1,500. There is an undisclosed mystery link. The angler who catches the first buckled trout matching our closest to the mystery link wins the Hummingbird Helix 9 fish finder. There are also prizes for first, second, and third place determined by aggregate links of three speckled trout. Big fish prizes will also be awarded on a weekly basis. Fishing hosts last from 12-4-2021 to 12-31-2021. The mystery length will be revealed when the tournament closes. To register, simply download Fishing Chaos app or go to www.fishingchaos.com and register for a free Fishing Chaos user account. Then go to the club tab on the left side of the menu. Find the MBKFA club, join the club. There's a free membership option. After joining the club, go to the tournaments at the bottom of the club page and register for the December fish off. So, you know, back to what you were saying about the hook style, you guys actually have a patented hook style that you're using on your gaffs. Yeah, we do have a patent on this product, which is kind of cool because it's just a, a hook on a pole, but yeah. <laughs> it's a very important pole though. If you <laughs> Yeah, you ever needed one that bad? Hey, if you've um, ever, if you've ever lost a that. fish on the gaff, man, it's painful. I want something patented that somebody's put some thought into because that is that's probably one of the worst feelings in fishing, I would think. For sure. Yep. And that sort of brings up you. You even mentioned losing the gaff itself, and that automatically brings up our grip. I mean, we've the the detail that put all of our products on the map, actually the, the knives to begin with. What put what what made Bubba Blade in the, in the beginning was its grip and it's non-slip characteristics and we put the same material same grip basically onto a gaff by inheriting some of the development i guess expertise that we had on on that aspect alone and put that into the gaff so obviously having a non-slip grip at the end of that while you're reaching for a potentially large fish on the other end of it that definitely helps with avoiding losing pretty valuable tool in the moment yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that that really kind of leads me to thinking about just construction as a whole. As I alluded to, I've gaffed a pile of fish with with some very rudimentary uh, gaffs, and the one thing I can say about that is they all all those gaffs eventually broke. They all failed. They all needed to be redone or just build a new gaff, and that's been one of the things that 
like I've appreciated about y'all's gas is that man, it looks they look like the day we got them. Yeah. In turn, and they've been put through the ringer. So, what do y'all what what do y'all do? And then, what does somebody need to look for? Whether it's through a Bubba gaff or or any gaff, but what kind of construction points does someone need to consider? I mean, you just think about like you think about knives where you've got full tang knives versus not full tang. I mean, all these kind of things play into the longevity. Uh, and when you're spending money on something, you want it to hold up. You want it to to last you. Really, hopefully, it's the last gaff you have to buy. So, what are you guys thinking about in terms of construction? There's kind of three categories you could kind of put that into. And as far as like thinking through the function of these things. So pull test is important. If you're to try to use this in some sort of cantilever motion where you're, you know, bending the rod a lot, bending force obviously is important. And then the environmental effects. This is in probably the one of the harshest environments out in salt water and no. indirect sunlight and hot temperature, cold temperature. So there's there's all of that. And we put a pretty extensive amount of testing through development in in these products and the little details like how the hook is attached to the carbon fiber which is a tapered carbon fiber design and how it's fixed to that coupled with ensuring that it reaches a basically an extreme pull test something that you know most people it should exceed what most people can do to the thing so you're not likely going to be picking up by a single gaff a 700 pound fish right but we made it to exceed the the limits of what the average use is gonna what it's gonna encounter out in out in the wild i guess and we basically went after we did some competitive testing we we did some prototype testing we basically built the construction so that it outperforms whatever else we were testing against and then of course you know on the environmental um torture i guess uh to the elements we did you know salt spray testing and and uv testing and that kind of thing just to make sure it holds up through the throughout the years of its exposure to sunlight and salt water and temperatures and all of that so i mean what you're saying is is kind of bringing up the it's kind of highlighting the the amount of testing that that we put these things through before we put them into production yeah, it definitely sounds like it, man. And you are right. That is, we put some of our fishing tackle through the most harsh environment ever. I mean, salt <laughs> crushes anything it touches in any amount of exposure time. Um, so we're talking about that carbon fiber shaft. Why carbon fiber? There's so many other materials that you could have made it out of. Tell us a little bit about that. The obvious response is the weight. Everybody everybody thinks of carbon fiber as like a lightweight construction, right? Especially when you when you factor in its, its uh, strength to weight ratio so it's one of the strongest type of constructions you can make out there for relative to its weight and so you know most of most of the gaps out there are a fiberglass or even like a wood construction or so those those are going to have more flex they're probably not going to be able to hold up to the load as well and then the environmental side of it they're really or the the element side of it they're really resistant to the saltwater exposure and, and sunlight exposure and all of that. Yeah. And that gets back to what you were saying about, about bending force. I know Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, but I have bent a gaff before I have torn the hook off of a gaff before all of I have not lost a gaff. I've never lost a gaff. Actually, that's not true. I had a dolphin pull a bamboo out of my out of my hand one time, but it floated. So I got it back. That doesn't count. No, that doesn't count. He had to actually yeah. lose. <laughs> yeah. but I, I had to definitely say that, but uh, 
Yeah, all Definitely those. I have, a lot of gaffes. I have experienced bends and gaffes. I've experienced hook failures, hooks coming off of gaffes. I've experienced like what you guys oxidation. said. The oxidation, yep. the the corrosion, the, yep. the UV stress. I mean, all these things deteriorate over time. Every single one of those things I've experienced. And so y'all have taken all that into account. Now, you, you're talking about this carbon fiber, and you mentioned that it's it's one of the strongest in terms of strength to weight. You know, what's the thought process on the actual weight of the gaff? Because I don't know, like sometimes I want a nice light gaff. Like if I'm gaffing something like a dolphin, you know, for example, I want to be able to move quickly. Whereas if I'm gaffing something like a tuna, I really like a little bit heavier gaff. Need a little, need a little meat there. It pulls through the water, I think, a, a little bit better. Yeah. I think it sinks deeper. Uh, you know, it's almost like it hits harder. It, I think it, that fish reacts to it more, too. Whenever you send one home good, they just freeze up. They just kind of, yeah, yeah, we've all seen that. You gaff a, something like a cobia that's known for just beating you Going to death. Nuts. I mean, if yeah. you stick them with a big, a big hook versus a small hook and it's got some weight behind it, it's almost like a hydrostatic Stunner. shock from a, yeah. from a Riley. It stuns them for a second. Mm-hmm. So is there much variation in y'all's lineup in terms of weight and, and what went into those weight considerations? Well, so maybe more so to weight, but you're, you're mentioning its approach on the fish and you're, that's usually a pretty, pretty quick moment that's happening. And so the faster you can wield that thing around and get it to home is pretty key. Our, our carbon fiber shafts have a tapered design. So it kind of skinnies up on its way to the end where the hook is at. And that helps with its movement through the water. So it doesn't, you don't have to push as much water out of the way to, to get that hook in place. And from there, you know, the, the, the length of the shaft sort of determines its taper to some degree. But on a three-foot gaff, you're not as worried about that, you know, wielding that much on that much of an extension, getting that hook from, you know, f- quite a few feet away to where it needs to be. On a three-foot, you're just not reaching as far. Sure. Gotcha. So the taper kind of does, does, kind of varies a little bit with the different gaff lengths. So if I'm wrapping this up correctly, guys, I mean, what I've heard today is, is that if you can store it, longer is, is going to be more versatile than shorter. And if, and kind of the same thing with in terms of choosing your hook gap size, like if, if you can use a, a larger hook gap is going to have the ability to gaff more types of fish. But if you're dealing with a very specific situation, like you mentioned with the kayaker or maybe the guy who's gaffing a bunch of King mackerel, something that's narrow, you know, I mean, it's long it's not and skinny. A, yeah. Long, long and skinny. skinny. So they don't, you know, they don't, you're going to be better off going with a shorter gap on those hooks. And then from there, you just need to pay attention to the actual value that you're getting. If you're looking at price tags, you got to ask yourself, how long is this thing going to last? Is it built to last? Do you guys offer any kind of warranty on your gaffs? I mean, what, what can folks expect out of those? Yeah, we, uh, they have a one-year warranty, I believe. Well, the last thing I think I need to know is I think everybody's familiar with Bubba Blade at this point. Why gaffs, guys? I mean, why, why did y'all get into this market? Yeah, so um, when Bubba started, it, it strictly was just fillet knives. Um, and, and we wanted to be more than just fillet knives. We wanted to be kind of an all-encompassing uh, fishing brand. Um, and we wanted to tell the water to plate story. That's, that's who we are. And that's what we want to be able to do. Um, so we don't want it to just be fillet knives. We want to take you all the way from catching your fish. And that's why we're coming out with rods all the way to your tools uh, that you're going to use to get the fish. So pliers, gaffs being one, then to your fillet knives, you cut up the fish. And then lastly, we just came out with our kitchen set um, to complete it. So we can really take you water to plate and gaffs were a necessity for that, especially with um, a lot of the fish that folks are eating. Um, you're going to need to gaff a fish. And so 
for us to be able to tell that story and tell it well um, from start to finish, uh, gaffs were a, a must-have for our product selection. Um, and we knew that we could take them um, and bubbify them and make them a premium, high-quality product. And that's what we did. So um, I really think that our gaffs fit well within our product selection and, and really do an awesome job. I love that word. Bubbify. Very, very, that's <laughs> go over well in our Alabama, Northwest Florida audiences, Bubbify. I like it. Well, guys, if folks want to check out the the lineup of gaffs and and see, you know, everything that's there, where should they go? I mean, is there are there more resources to kind of make their own selection? Uh, where can you point folks to? Yeah, so Bubba.com is going to be your best resource. Uh, they are available at other retailers. You know, it's based on your location. Uh, they may be there in store or uh, online, uh, but Bubba.com uh, has a full selection, full inventory of all the gaffs that we have to offer. And uh, that's going to be the best place to find information, see pictures, product videos, et cetera. So if you want to learn more, Bubba.com. Guys, thanks awesome. for joining us. Uh, as we alluded to in the beginning part of the show, Butch and I are planning some some gaffing technique content. Don't think it, it lines up well with the podcast platform, but I'm looking forward to that. We'll give you guys a shout once we get that in the works. Uh, but otherwise, hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks. You too. Thank you, guys. Butch, I know it's it's a hook on a pole, but there's it's a lot. A there's a lot to hook on a pole. Man, I took pride in my gaffing. Oh yeah, when I was doing that. Oh and, man, I um, used to practice for hours. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but my dad wouldn't let me gaff a real fish for the longest time. I, I know you know. I'm sure you got the same school. Oh, I mean, yeah. he would literally tie a bonita to a rope and drag it down the side of the dock, and I would have to practice gaffing for hours. Yep. Yeah, there's a right I mean, way and a wrong was... way to do it, like like everything. And, like everything. and yeah. I mean, gosh, you just – I have seen – I mean, you just think about, like, some of the foam grips you see on gaffs. That, oh, that yeah. stuff's crap. It deteriorates over time. That's one of the things I've appreciated about this, these Bubba gaffs is that that grip they've got is, is some good – It lasts, too. It's good yeah. material. I mean, to be able to hold up to sunscreen, UV – I mean, it hasn't deteriorated. We've been using one for, what, three years now? Yeah. So – that's held up and it sits outside. It's not like it's stored no, it's not inside or something. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's sitting in the sun all day long, 365 days a year. It's held up well in that regard. I've definitely seen gas just bend and get twisted. And, oh yeah. And if, and the other thing too, like when you gaff that fish, especially if it's a big fish, if you don't have a good grip and it twists in your hand or that fish surges or, you know, God forbid you gaff it like in the back third of the fish and have to bow up a little bit. If you don't have a good grip, your gaff's gone. Yeah, the foam will come right off. I mean, I've had the foam slide yep. off before. Just slide right off the end of it and bye-bye. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so it's important. And then you try the rope half hitch, you know, the rope there the or the buoy cord half hitch technique where you do that and that, you know, put some resin on that, super glue that, but that if, always if comes. If there's a way too. to if there's a way to do it cheaply and we've tried that. Yeah. And a lot. They all fail eventually. Yep. But yeah, I mean, key to all this, of course, is you got to have good technique, but if you don't have a good equipment, technique's only going to take you so far. So Agreed. All right, guys, let's take another minute and hear from one of this week's sponsors. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King. 
built in the pursuit of perfection. And brought to you by Bucks Island Marina. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider-style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. They love trade-ins, which provide a steady stream of used boats. They can rig your boat at their 18-bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Brooks Island. They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by NorthAlabama.org. Are you looking for a real adventure? Whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one, North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes, Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. And by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook, and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. All right, guys. Hey, I enjoyed that. I learned a lot. I hope y'all did. Uh, What a great segment. And like I said, before we started the show, I'm looking forward to being back with you guys next week with our fishing report from our fishermen around the state. We got some great guys that call in. But uh, like I said before, wish everybody a happy new year. Y'all be safe out there. Enjoy the time. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget, drop us a rating, five star, hopefully. Leave us a review. Spread the word. Tell all your friends. We'll greatly appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Happy new year, guys. See you next week, 2022. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you want to grow big fish or healthier fish or just get your lake in better shape, call Southeastern Pond Management. You can call Norman Latona at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and give Norman a call. And brought to you by outdooralabama.com that's where i learned the basics of how to hunt and fish including what's in season and which license to buy learn more at outdooralabama.com go hunt go fish get outdoors this message was brought to you by the alabama department of conservation and natural resources and brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Just give me a call at 601-383-2344. And brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook, and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com.